do much on my behalf with that. <laughs> and what other kind of ministries have you worked for before Open Doors? Well, I, um, I've worked as a pastor for some years and uh, full-time as well as bivocationally. So I was pastoring while I was a psych nurse uh, with the Queensland government and um, I operated in a number of functions in community nursing through management to uh, developing strategies with the government for their national, national disability insurance scheme. And now you've come to this role with Open Doors, and, you know, they're one of my favourite ministries. You, you, you hear the stories of Brother Andrew mm. uh, smuggling Bibles into China uh, many years ago and, and how he reached out to persecuted believers back then, and now it's a worldwide ministry. Yeah. Uh, tell us why you love working for a ministry like Open Doors. Well, firstly, because uh, I was brought up in a context where, you know, for some years and in certain circumstances, my parents experienced persecution and so I guess the impulse to you know to serve those believers who are experiencing you know some kind of isolation some kind of danger for their faith is something that's very central to my DNA. Um, The second reason is that my wife and I have have always supported Open Doors um, and you know interestingly enough brother Andrew was trained as a as a WEC missionary, so uh, joining Open Doors kind of feels to me like I'm coming back to the family, so to speak. <laughs> Mate, Open Doors have some incredible stories of uh, persecuted believers who have really been able to share their faith in amazing ways. Have you got some of those to share with us today? Yeah, well, uh, one story I wanted to share briefly, um, I guess is, is a very personal story to me because my wife and I actually now support this man's ministry, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I were invited to a meeting to an anonymous person. Well, at the time, we didn't know who he was. He was a visiting speaker. And uh, when he met me, he introduced himself, and I'm like, well, I don't know you. Who are you? And he started to tell me a story. And he said, well, you know, when I was a young man, you probably were a little fella, said, I remember seeing your dad, Bruce, and uh, he said, I was brought up as a Muslim, and I remember, I, I remember seeing your dad, and I heard him speak at a community event. He told his life story and how the Lord had called him to ministry. When I saw your dad, I, I, there was something within me that just bristled with this desire to kill him. Uh, but his gracious testimony seemed stronger than my hatred. And so this man went on to to become a fanatical follower of Allah. Um, he said, I fought infidels in Soviet Afghanistan, other parts of the world. Um, this man told me that, you know, he had killed many people. He'd spilt much blood in the name of his faith. As he matured in his faith, he said, you know, as a cleric, scholar, jihadist, I mean, none of those acts of worship really ever gave me peace or assurance of salvation. I had no close relationships and... Uh, This continued to go on with my relationships in my family, with my wife, my friends. I didn't trust anybody. I feared everyone. And he went on to tell me that with tears in his eyes, he said, look, I hated Westerners in those years so much that I would shake with this suppressed desire to harm them whenever I saw them on the street. Then in my own country, he continued, I was indicted as a terrorist and I faced the death sentence. Well, he said, you know, it was the first time in my own life that I was actually terrified of dying. 
because I had no hope of salvation. Then in prison, awaiting further sentence, I actually met a Christian man, and I remember him walking into the, the part associated with my prison cell, and uh, I knew straight away in my heart that he was a believer. I just knew, and uh, hatred welled in me again. But he started talking to me and sharing a little bit about Christ, and at first I, I, my hatred continued, but I, I, at some point, I can't quite remember where it was, that I started to really believe that what he was saying could be true. And I was reminded of that day when I heard your dad talk to me and all the people there about how the Lord Jesus Christ had met him on a farm in Tasmania. Wow. And so this man continued that the story went, this friend of mine who, well, eventually became my brother, said to me one day, look, I can't save you, only Jesus can. If you pray to Jesus, he'll save you, and he may even answer some of your prayers about your sentence. So that afternoon, I got down on my knees, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I asked the Lord to meet me in the same way that he had met your dad. And amazingly, the Lord Jesus did meet me in that cell that day, and it was incredible because... My sentence was firstly reduced, and then I was set free. But I was not only set free from prison, I was actually set free from sin. And now I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Not only am I a follower of Jesus Christ, but I actually lead a ministry in my country, bringing many people to Christ. So the exciting ending to this story is, I guess, a little bit like the beginning, <laughs> that um, I had the opportunity of embracing this man and... Uh, promising him that my wife and I would in fact support his ministry. So we support him as one of our partners. And he came out to Australia and preached, did he? Yeah, he came out to Australia and preached uh, some years ago. Uh, two, I think about two years, 18 months ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. Must have been surreal catching up with him, eh? Yeah, well, um, I can't, you know, I guess I can't divulge any more information about this man you know, over radio like this. However, he is coming out again next year, and I'd like to introduce you to him personally. Wow, I'd love to meet him. I love hearing those stories, mate. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. You're listening to History Makers, and today we're speaking to Simon from Open Doors. While we're on the topic of stories, you told me one when we had a coffee recently, and I was mm. so impacted mm. about a guy in Burma that mm. had had a dream about Jesus. Do you want to tell us about that bloke? Yeah, oh, that's an incredible story and certainly very credible in terms of its accuracy, uh, we believe, because we have had contact with some of the people who initially were working with this man. He was a Buddhist priest up in a monastery fairly high up, very isolated. He had never heard of Jesus, really, apart from certain stories that would have flowed through him to through the, uh, the Buddhist scriptures. But he told the story of one day where he was out meditating, he couldn't get the image of this strange-looking man in, it wasn't a robe, it was just some plain clothes, calling him. And uh, you know, he tried to push this, this man and this image out of his mind, but that night when he was asleep, he had an extremely vivid dream where a man, Jesus, came to him, apparently the same man that he'd seen that day in a vision, and said, I want you to be a follower of mine. Now, this, uh, this, you know, this Buddhist priest was like, well, yeah, you know, this, this dream was so real, even more 
you know, more real and more promising and more hopeful than any dream or any kind of revelation that I have had in my own faith. He said, I've got to share the story as you do, you know. <laughs> You've got to share stories like that. So he shared it with some of his colleagues and he eventually was severely beaten by one of the high priests and kicked out of the monastery. Wow. So as you do, you know, you wander down the mountain and as you wander down the mountain, apparently as a, as a Buddhist priest, if you've received a revelation, you keep telling people. And so he kept telling people along the way and after a while he had, you know, a steady stream of, of, of orange you know, orange-coated people <laughs> following him down the mountain. And uh, they were inspired by his story of hope in this person, Jesus. And so when he eventually got down to the bottom of the mountain, the Lord appeared in, in, in another dream to him and told him that he is, must meet some other followers of Jesus at a certain town, certain place, certain hour, and they would tell him more about Jesus and how to follow him more faithfully and in fact they would actually give him a book one of Jesus's books wow so he followed this this vision and he he said in, in his testimony that it was almost like a cloud you know not a physical cloud that you could see but this impression in his mind that every, every time he looked up the lord was there you know giving him guidance mm. and uh he eventually met up with these believers you know, who told him a little bit more about the gospel, and I gave him a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, that is the kind of story that makes you think, wow, I wonder how many other people around the world have had encounters of Jesus like that, hey? Yeah, well, those sort of stories just really give me goosebumps and challenge my faith and, and you know, challenge my tendency towards consumerism and slothfulness and, you know, all these challenges that we have in the West. Well, Simon, it's been such a blessing to catch up with you today. And, of course, if people want to find out more about the Ministry of Open Doors, they can go to the website, opendoors.org.au. And uh, I, I know I've had people from Open Doors come and speak at my church and have them on the radio. I, I love seeing your stuff on Facebook and social media. You guys are very proactive in uh, getting the word out to pray for persecuted believers and to get Bibles to them and to minister to them around the world. Simon, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Well, mate, I really appreciate the time and uh, also would just like to say to all our listeners that we at Open Doors very much value your support, your prayer, your partnership and uh, also on behalf of all the Christians around the world who are daily recipients of your prayers, your encouragement and your love. We thank you so much. Good on you, Simon. Thanks for your time. God bless. Okay, thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. 
They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor 